Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, men. It is good to be with you for another great meeting of the Holy Man podcast. What a great journey it's been as we've been looking into a bunch of these lies that Satan has tried to and in many cases has been successful at feeding into us and how Satan has done a good job of messing us up at different levels at different times. And I I know that some of us have been having some great conversations in our life groups, and maybe some of you just been getting together with some other guys for coffee and talking about these things, and uh, it's just been a great journey. Well, today we're going to have another great conversation with a great uh, godly man in the life of this church. I have Kale McCormick with me today. For those of you who don't know him, he's one of our drummers for worship. He is also one of our youth workers, and part of the reason he's a youth worker is by marriage. Kale's wife, Sarah, is our youth pastor, and so Kale works with the teenagers uh, just to spend some time with his wife, but also he's really good at it. Kale, welcome to the Holy Man Podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. Kale, I want you to, before we go any further, tell the guys the extra good news that you and Sarah just celebrated recently. Yeah, so not tomorrow, but on Thursday, we'll have a a one-week-old son. One-week-old son. Yeah, because last last Thursday, we welcomed him into the world. What's his name? Noah. Baby Noah. Yep. He's our second child. Our first child is a daughter. She's almost two. And how's she doing with a new baby in the house? So far, so good, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) It's always fun to see how those... Uh, relationships uh, continue going. Yeah. Well, today uh, we are talking about a subject that can uh, cause some interesting conversations. Uh, it can be a hot button topic in society. We are talking about lies that men believe about sexuality. Now, Kale, I know why I invited you for this discussion, but the guys out there might not know. So can you give them a little snapshot of your journey in the area of sexual purity, you know, where you were and where you are now and a little bit of that journey to get to that place? Yeah. So I'll just kind of get right into it. Uh, you know, I, throughout high school, I was, you know, struggle with like the lust issue and, you know, masturbation, whatnot. But I honestly never really got into like porn um, until I was in college One of my college friends like tricked me into going to this website and then from there it just it was like a fish hook i was like essentially kept finding myself going back i was like oh i'm not gonna go back but i kept doing it but luckily uh through the campus ministry on campus the navigators um i love those people they helped me a lot in college and they they had a program discount through them called covenant eyes and so i signed up with them and that's like an accountability software that goes on your phone or your computer. And so for the next several years in college, that really helped out. It's just about being accountable. I had 
people on my list that would, you know, check in on me, what I was looking up online and whatnot. So that really helped. Um, so that was college. And then towards the end of college, next few years, I would find loopholes on my phone or whatever. But the key is about being honest. And so I was uh, with my accountability partners and my roommates, I'd have them set passwords and stuff on my phone to patch those loopholes. And, you know, that going on into marriage uh, after So let's college. just stop one second there, Kay. I just want to follow up with that part there because yeah, yeah. that's you have to admit there's a little bit of humility that goes into this. If you want to get out of where you are with this struggle, you have to be humble enough to let someone else be aware. Yeah, yeah. I would say ultimately that is probably the number one thing is you have to want to fix it. Like if, if you're not willing to own up to it and be like, this is wrong and I need to stop, like, that's the first step for any type of recovery. Sure is. So, yeah. Okay. And then you went on to your to yeah, marriage so, time? So marriage, I got married, married like literally a week after I graduated college. And honestly, it was, it was good for quite a long time. And, uh, and, but there was a time where I like found a loophole and that was pretty devastating because I, I knew I couldn't just keep doing that and I probably wouldn't have been able to do it on on my own so to speak people think oh I can just fix this on my own but I was able to talk with Sarah about that and that was really devastating to her and to me just because it's you know it sucks to see your wife go through that um, yeah but that was that was cool because she's she's super awesome gracious and helpful um, and a good motivator to me so we from there kind of developed a plan um, she always checks in on me, asks me point blank sometimes, uh, you know, have I done this? Have I looked up this? Whatever. Um, ask me how my thoughts are. So that's, and that kind of goes into today. That's kind of what we do today is we, she checks in on me. Um, also, uh, I found a really, a really good, which I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but a really good program for my phone and my computers. It's called Truple. And it's kind of like Covenant Eyes you can get through New Life. It's a screenshot accountability. Mm -hmm. Basically takes screenshots of your phone or your computer. So The things that you're looking at. Yeah, literally anything. Okay. Um, and there's obviously a whole list of questions people have about that. But look into that Covenant Eyes, Truple. Yeah. Truple is really good. And let me just say, Kale, I'll just follow up. You just mentioned that you can't get that. We have a discount here as well that if there's any men here connected to New Life, just let either Pastor Mike or I know, and we can give you a discount to be able to get Covenant Eyes put onto your products. Uh, we just want to, mm -hmm. because we care so much about you men, we want to, and not just the men, the women, we want to help you get into a better place, a purity place. Well, Kale, am I right that not only have you been on this journey yourself, but then as you've learned some of the ways that Navigators has helped you and, other, and your accountability partners, that you have helped a couple different men. I know we talked about you starting a men's life group to be able to help some any dudes that are going through this issue. Am I right that you've walked through several different men on the journey as purity as well? Yeah, like whether it be in college or right now with men from the church or even uh, some young men from the youth group, uh, I've had quite a few conversations with people about this very topic and my journey on it as well. Um, and you have some great resources to help them with, oh, uh, yeah. to read like, books to read together, yeah, like, things like yeah, that. Yeah, like in college we did a book, uh, which I think we'll talk about that later, but uh, it's called Surfing for God. Me and my roommates uh, talked about that and did a study on that. It was really good. 
Okay. Super good. Well, let's get into some of these lies, and we're going to bring up some more stuff here as we get through this. Uh, There's four different lies we want to peek at today. Uh, The first one, we're going to get right to it. Uh, The first lie that Satan has fed us men a lot of times is a little porn is harmless. A little porn is harmless. Well, Kale, I think there are several questions that show up in this little lie or this big lie uh, as listed here. First, in your opinion, which is based upon your own journey and based upon your research on the topic of porn addiction and based upon your walking alongside several men who struggle with this issue, is it easy to only look at a little porn? Yeah, I'd I'd say... Yeah, it's e- it's easy to fall into it. Obviously, like I think anyone rationally would say, yes, it's easy. But having said that, it doesn't give an excuse. It doesn't give us a license. Oh well, it's easy. I might as well do it a little bit. It's like that's not. I don't think the point. Um, bas- basically, I'd say it's it's a choice you still have to make. Be like, eh, I'm still going to sin a little bit. It's you're still making that choice. Yeah. Like, and I kind of, when I, when I was going through this, I actually, uh, equated it to the, to an illustration, like say a recovering drug addict or alcoholic or something. Right. Right. It's easy for them to, if they're even around it or if they're, it's, e- it's super easy to fall into it, but at the same time, it can be easy to not, fall into it because if you know your triggers if you know how easy it is to fall into it it, sh- it can also be easy to stay away from it correct so i think it's the same with porn like you know exactly what's gonna cause you to fall into it or walk into it just if you know that just make all these boundaries you know it's it yeah. should be easy to do that because i'm saying a lot of men that think that they're going to get into just a little bit of it. I'm going to look at just a little bit of it. Would you agree that quite often, because Satan's so good at the slippery slope, that most men that look at just a little bit of it, they will slide in oh, down yeah. that slope? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so the, a little porn, it's, it's hard to just stick with a little porn. Well, next, no matter whether we keep it to a little or if it ends up being some or even a lot— <laughs> is porn harmless at any level? Yeah, I would say it definitely is because just like you said, it, it leaves us, you know. So it's you're not saying it's harmless? No, it, what? Oh, I said it. I said, you yes, said the yes. opposite. I want to make sure we get this correctly. Oh, here. maybe I do you think it, we'll just... Do you think that porn at any level is harmless to you or Oh, your okay. I thought you said harmful. No, yes, harmless. it is harmful for sure. Okay, it's harmful. harmful. Absolutely. It is, Never harmless. Uh, yeah, so okay. <laughs> I'm glad we got that straight down. All right. But, uh, but yeah, so it's – I'd say it's basically kind of like you were saying the devil gives us a little bit, then he can hook us in, we get more and more. It's kind of like a snowball effect for sure. And I think <laughs> the key is don't create the snowball. Yeah. Because then you're not going to end up with it. You can't end up with a giant snowball if you've never started out with the little snowball. Yeah. Right? Like, That's for sure. And well, what's some of the harm that either you have been struggling that you've felt or some of the pain that uh, porn, you've seen porn cause other people? Yeah, for sure. Uh, number one, it's a sin. Uh, it hurts ourselves and others. But number one, it grieves the Holy Spirit, as it talks about in Ephesians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to the men with wives, you know, it hurt and children, it hurts them. It, you know... Uh, even if it's, they don't know about it? Be, yeah, because 
from either and not really in my own life necessarily. I mean, maybe like that first time when uh, it devastated Sarah and I, like it's just the, the weight of that having known I did that without her knowing and then that weight, even though it was like a short-lived thing and I confessed it, it's still, I can't imagine like living with an unchecked, unlocked porn machine in my pocket all the time, like that would be a heavy burden to to carry. But also it's what can happen if they don't find out from what I've read, you know, Mm -hmm. different studies on this and stuff is that it can cause us to start to shift our focus away from our wife and kids and then maybe uh, we get unnecessarily stressed out at our family and then we can start to be resentful and then we can justify certain things and we might get mean even though we're not directly equating that yep. it's it's a side effect of like oh now we're indulging in our selfishness hmm. I am now treating my wife and kids worse than yeah. if I just never were to you know what I, do you know what I'm saying? Like I do. The pain the pain is deep and uh, and it affects us. Yeah. And we're going to get to this in a little bit. There's another lie we're going to be talking about the secrecy of of this addiction. Yeah. And so I think let's let's save that next that for the next part. Yeah, yeah. You know, one passage Kale, that I you know there's so many things out of scripture that we could look at with this. One is uh, for me out of Philippians 4 uh, verses 8 and 9. And now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Paul just really wants our hearts focused on God. It's amazing how much joy and peace pornography can steal from us and from our families. So the truth that the author brings up then is pornography is deadly, for a married man, it is virtually it is virtual adultery, intimacy with Christ, and sexual expression in the context of monogamous marriage offer gr- far greater satisfaction. So, Cal, can you share some quick suggestions for men listening if they are struggling with looking at pornography at any level, how they can take some next steps to move away from it and into a more holy life? Yeah, I'd say just uh, some initial steps are. I, well, first, I'd say the number one thing is get that phone, computer, whatever, with get some type of accountability software on it. Um, for me, I have this thing called Truple. It's amazing. Um, Covenant Eyes, like Paul was saying, you know, how you were saying through the church. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because let's be honest, all of us have one and it's always with us, you know. Doesn't matter whether it's a phone or the our computer. computers, our laptops yeah, in yeah. a quiet so you, place. Yep. So if you get that would be I think the first thing. Like definitely look into that. Um there's several good podcasts and like sermons and stuff. Um John Piper at for me, like he has some really good material on that very topic, sermons on that. Kel, can I just simply but, say that you have a lot of resources, and I know you do, which was why you were considering doing a men's life group. Yeah. Can I just say that any of you men out there that want to get in touch with Kale for looking for some next steps, you are, you are not going to be judged by Kale. That's for sure. He's going to have grace for you and, and love and care because he wants you to be more holy for the sake of your family so and for the, your sake. So just get in touch with me if you don't know who Kale is, and I will get you connected to him. Kale, I want to jump on to our, our, the next lie that says, and, and this is that secret part. What my wife doesn't know won't hurt her. 
And it's funny because over the last couple of weeks, we were in, with the other lies we've been talking about with sin and grace and holiness, secret sins kept coming up in the conversation. And in those other discussions, we agreed that secret sin is never really a secret. And it usually or always causes some level of pain, and usually it's found out. So, Kale, help me understand from your point of view, does sin in, in the area of sex, whether it's looking at porn, having an affair with a spouse who doesn't know about it, or even a guy struggling with master, masturbation in secret, does any kind of sexual sin cause harm to a wife, even if she doesn't find out about it? I would say, yeah, we're already, I think we were kind of talking about this a little bit, yep. a little bit ago, is... Yeah, because what happens is, is we start to lose focus on our wife or our kids, whatever. And uh, I can't think of the word, but it's not directly. It's like indirectly affects them and we might not even know it. Yeah. Because then whether it's in the bedroom or just everyday life, we get trapped in our own selfishness and we might, you know, like I was saying, get resentful. That's just Mm -hmm. like one example how it can hurt them without them, quote unquote, Absolutely, Knowing, I would say. Another area, would you agree that with uh, with pornography being in our minds and our hearts, uh, pornography put, puts expectations on us? And that selfishness oh, yeah. is a great word. Yeah. Because out of our selfishness, we have these desires then. Yeah. That we have expecting yeah. of our wife to fulfill those desires. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great point because I would think uh, it's so fake because uh, honestly, like when, when Sarah and I got married, we were... Uh, we were virgins by the grace of God, which is awesome. And so having experienced that, like, and then, you know, with my past with like porn and stuff, it's like, it is definitely not reality. Mm. So I could see how if men leave their sin unchecked and unfixed, just like you said, you can start to develop these things like, oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm owed this. Yeah. And if you don't get it, it devastates you. And then you start to think like, need it and then that and then that can just turn into a snowball effect of different problems within marriage and that's how it can hurt them and the whole the whole shame thing as well i mean you think about the shame that we have uh that causes the struggles in us and that affects not just the relationship with people in front of us but bigger still it affects our relationship with god that uh you know whether we want it to or not it just does because of uh, our understanding it's not something that god wants us to be doing and there's no such thing as a secret sin, because ultimately God knows. Yeah, and I want to I want to say something real quick. Uh, with if you think about like the huge, big sexual sins, like full on, you know, adultery or whatever, like a full on affair or something. Yep. I think people, men that struggle with porn or something, they're thinking, oh, well, I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, those men that do those huge quote sins, right? It didn't start that way. Nope. It didn't start with like they wake up. I'm going to go have an affair right now. It's like it was a series of tiny little choices. And it's again, that slippery slope. the snowball effect, the, the slippery, slippery slope. slope. You have a lot of names for it. And and even uh, Ted Bundy, which I'm sure a lot of, you know, Ted Bundy. Sure. Like there was, I think, the James Dobson did an interview with him right before he Correct. was executed. And Ted Bundy even said it starts with just a little, little Porn and we all, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows his well, story, but that takes us back to the first lie. Yeah. A little porn yeah, is yeah. not harmless at all because eventually it. it could lead to something bigger yeah. if 
we don't allow God to check Intervene it and, and, check. and yep. get us accountable to it. Yep. So in Luke chapter 12, uh, Jesus lets it be known that uh, he says, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed and all that is secret will be made known to all. And uh, we just need to keep that in mind that no matter what, God knows and we will all face uh, God. And so the cool thing is we have the cross. Jesus forgives us if we come to him. And and it's so cool. that. Uh, so here's the thing. The truth that the author shares is an honest, open, and transparent relationship with our wives, if you're married, will be sweet, worth whatever it takes to get there. And so, guys, even if you're single and you're not married, find an accountability partner like Kale did when he was in college and be honest. Uh, don't be secretive because, you know, God knows your sin. Find someone that you trust to walk with you through this journey. All right, Kale, we're going to jump into another one here, and this can be a really uh, hot-button topic, and I think you know this. Uh, it's one that we're not going to spend a lot of time on, but we are going to at least touch base on it. It says, if I experience same-sex attraction, I should pursue a same-sex relationship. You know, it's nice, Kale, that the author threw this little lie in here for us to discuss a little. Would you agree that it's a little bit of a hot-button topic within society and within the church right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely a hot-button issue. <laughs> well, what we're going to do, I just want to say there's no way we can hit on all the details. There is so much that we could get in here. And, Kale, we just don't have the time today uh, in this short podcast. So I, what I do want to do, I want to invite any guy that's out there that wants to have a conversation. I know that Kale is yeah. more than willing to have a great conversation on this. He has a lot of good resources to walk through, to talk through this with me. And I am certainly more than willing to have a conversation as well. And so I just want to invite you guys individually, and you can text Kale or I or get me on Facebook, whatever. Uh, so I think it, I just want to make sure that we know that I, we share where we are. Not I don't like always talking about what we're against, but instead what we are for with this. And so as, I'm a Wesleyan pastor, and so I thought it'd be good to say what the Wesleyan church, which I'm a Wesleyan pastor, so I'm for this, uh, and, and with a lot of wrestling of Scripture and try and a lot of good conversation. This is where the Wesleyan Church is on this topic right now. And this is basically what it says in our book of discipline. It says, We believe that every person is created in the image of God, that human sexuality reflects that image in terms of intimate love, communication, fellowship, subordination of the self to the larger whole and fulfillment. God's word makes use of the marriage relationship as a supreme metaphor for his relationship with his covenant people and for revealing the truth that this relationship is one God with one people. Therefore, God's plan for human sexuality is that it is to be expressed only in a monogamous, lifelong relationship between one man and one woman within the framework of marriage. That's what we are for. That's the Wesleyan Church's belief in what we are for. And there might be some of you who don't agree with that, and I get it. There's a lot of great conversations going on. And there might be some of you who are struggling with this because you have some same-sex attraction, and possibly you're in a same-sex relationship. So again, here's where I want us to go. I want us to say there's conversations available if you need one of them. And I also just want to look to what the author presents as a truth, uh, but also the bigger truth. No matter where each of us are on this topic, it does not change the biggest truth, and that is that Jesus loves each and every one of us 
unconditionally, no matter what, no matter where we are in this conversation. And he died on that cross for each of us to give us new life. And me sharing that truth kind of leads to what the author in the book says. He says, uh, God's created order for men and women and human sexuality is right and good. And when we accept his way, repent of going our own way and rest in Christ, we find forgiveness and the power to live in accord with his plan. Cal, I know that you have some resources for this. I know you have a great sermon series that you want to mention. So what do you got for them? Just real quick on this hot button topic. Uh, If you guys go to YouTube and type in uh, Element Church, they're a church in Cheyenne. Uh, I've been to one of their services before. They're super good. Anyways, they have a a sermon series called Grace and Truth. Um, It was three years ago, so you'd have to go on YouTube, type that in, and it'll be like, uh, might have to go back a ways to look for it. But Grace and Truth, it's four parts. Um, They tackle how to respond to the people. Uh, to all people in this on this topic, uh, they tackle the transgender kind of yep. stuff, and then uh, same sex attraction, and then some other things. And it's literally I've listened to it probably three times. It so is good. really good. So I good agree. because it's very truthful and very graceful, very loving. Yeah, and they um, have and they have a person who struggles with this lie. Yeah, that gives one of the sermons. It gives actually. one of the sermons. Really he struggles with the lie, and he shares how God is meeting him in his journey, and it is very powerful what he has to say. So I agree with Kale, Grace and Truth, Element Church, uh, on YouTube. you got to check it out uh, just to help you better see a direction for this conversation. All right, Kale, we have one last lie that we want to dig into today, and it's a great one. Uh, Well, not a great lie. It's a great conversation. Let's say it Mm -hmm. that way. Uh, Here's the lie. It says, I have sexual needs that my wife can't fulfill. Now, Kale, as you see this lie, what do you see is at the heart of it, and what does this lie potentially lead to in our marriages? Yeah, and I'll be honest, I've never actually really struggled with this lie myself. Good. Because I, I feel like God's given me the grace to uh, know, like like I was saying earlier, we were virgins on our wedding night, mm-hmm. um, so I was able to finally experience like reality versus like the fakeness from the fantasy, before, the fantasy. And, right. and I feel like God's given me the grace to know what is fake. And so it's like, I don't want to desire that from Sarah just because I know like it's wrong. I know it's fake. So it's like, why am I wanting to do something that she might not want or be able to provide, you know? Absolutely. So, so anyway, for me, but I can see like back to your question, like I can see how some people might, the heart of that is the warped perception that people leave unchecked. Like yeah, absolutely. We, men continue to delve into that and they continue to, in their mind, think, oh, well, my wife should be able to do this and provide this for me. So I'm going to, this is, this is reality. Well, right? You said a word a little while ago, Kale, I'm going to bring up here and see if you agree with me on this, that selfishness is a huge part of this. Yeah. That out of those fantasies that we we have these expectations yeah, of expectations. This, and the selfishness causes us to expect our wives to meet us where we are instead of us meeting her where she is. Agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's all comes down to that. It's just unchecked, you know, pride and selfishness. Pride and, yep. Well, Kale, how do we combat Satan though? And when we when he is trying to feed us this lie, or do you have some thoughts that can lead us from it towards a place of holiness? Yeah. Uh I'd say the Bible 
number one, just getting some good uh, scripture in there. And like, like for me, Colossians chapter three is really good on this topic, especially verses one through five, talking about like focusing on things above, um, kind of like the Philippians passage you were referring to. Yep. Uh, another one that's helped me repeat over and over when you get these thoughts, get these temptations is Psalm one nineteen thirty seven, 37, mm. which I've memorized. It's turn my eyes away from looking at what is worthless and give me life in your ways, which is, it's a prayer to God. Right. right. So it's like literally turn my eyes away. Right. Just yeah. keep saying that. To it's yourself. a boundary. Yeah. And if you can yeah. pray that over and over again, that's a great yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, there's that verse that talks about taking every thought captive. Um, and another, a couple other things that can help is, uh, Think of the person on the screen or whatever. It's a person. It's a human. It could be your somebody's daughter. family member, someone's daughter. Yeah. It could be your daughter, your sister. Like maybe pray for them. Like try to focus your – change your focus on them. Like instead of objectifying them, it shifts your focus to be like, Dang, oh, well, it's a person. Know. The whole thoughts that you just put in there, that just for someone looking at porn and instead of using that selfishly, praying for that person yeah. – that's going to keep them from looking as well because yeah. now that personal personalizes them. Look at them. But I do want to make that clear. It's not. I'm not saying like, okay, I'm going to go look at porn look at just porn so I can pray, pray for, for them. For <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't want to do that. No, yeah. But for any of those sites that we know are out there yeah. to be praying for those individuals yeah. because a lot of those people are sex trafficking. All those yeah. things come into this. And that's another one short thing I was going to say about that too is to just realize like think about our kids like. You know, in every search and click, I've read uh, another resource, fightthenewdrug.org. Yep. Fantastic resource. Uh, they go into the science behind a lot of these things. Um, but anyways, they have resources and studies on every click and search fuels a demand. So if the demand is up, obviously the bad people out there are going to have to, they're going to have to supply that. They're going to have to supply it. Mm-hmm. So how do they do that? Well, they traffic. So, yeah, I don't want to be contributing to that, right? So, Kale, you and I both have daughters. The you know the thoughts of someone trafficking our daughters Mm. to feed some man's appetite. Yeah. uh, Wow, that that just I can't imagine. I I don't even want to think about that. No. So with this one, the last passage I want to share is it's the one that Karen and I had at our wedding. It's one that drives me in this because it's completely against that selfishness into a, a heart of selflessness. And it's it, Paul shares it in Philippians chapter 2. He says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish, he says. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look only to your own interests, but take an interest in others too. For me, as I look at my wife, the thing that needs to guide me the most is pleasing her, blessing her, loving her, considering her interests more important than myself, and in doing so, letting that guide anything in the area of sexuality. That passage leads us right into what the author says, and that is, the truth is, because we love our wife, or if you're not married, maybe your future wife, her sexual fulfillment should be more important than ours. And when it's really good for her, it's going to be really good for us because of our selfless 
hard that God has led us to. I want to I want to say something, right? Absolutely, with that, with go that for thought it. Thought you said right there. Close this up here, buddy. Uh, with that thought, you said uh, porn doesn't. It's it's only a take relationship when we have when we're engaging in porn. We're only it really taking. is. Whereas with your wife, you know, with how it, he, the author talks about like satisfying our wife, then we in turn get satisfied. It's like it's a give relation. Like if you can change it to be like, how much can I give? Like yeah. that'll really, I think, help too. Like instead of going back to that lie about like, oh my, my wife has to fulfill my desires or, or whatever that point mm-hmm. was earlier. Yep. Like instead of thinking that, think, well, how can I give to my wife? So you're saying act like Christ? Yeah. Like and what, instead of saying <laughs> what can I get from my wife, say like how can I give to my, you know, like God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, and for the if we are followers of Christ then that should be our attitude. And there's no greater area that we can show that in than our sex relationship with our wife, whether we're already married or whether we have a hope for a future married, to have that attitude of saying, I am going to love my wife sacrificially and not be about taking. Kale, man, you had some great thoughts for the guys today. And I know that there's probably a lot of men out there saying, boy, I wish they could talk more. And I get that. And I know that Kale and I, we're probably going to talk more after we turn this off because there's just so many things that we could talk about on this subject because it's so powerfully important to our marriages, guys. So again, I guarantee you, Kale is available. If you want to get in touch with him and talk more with him, uh, and if you don't know him, let me know. I will get you in touch with Kale, and I'm certainly more than willing to have more conversations with you well. I hope that you have some great times in your life groups, guys that uh, God can bless you through this and that you, for all of us in this area, in this generation, when we have, what did you call these things that we put in our pockets, Kale? Uh, I can't porn, porn machines. Porn machines, like, man. That's, that's, when we are in a generation of, with porn machines that we carry around, guys, that we can look at anytime we want to. Guys, this is one that we need to grow in and holiness is a powerful thing to strive for in this area. So I invite you guys, have great conversations, be willing to seek God in it, And I guarantee you, if you grow in holiness in this area, God will bless your life. So guys, may you journey towards being holy men.